Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all. But then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Hi there, I'm Alia Kamalova with teammate Kayleen Holden and guest co-host Kia Myers-Dugan. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. Today, we are going to be talking about the most important career advice you have not heard already. And it has nothing to do with resumes or LinkedIn profiles. And it has everything to do with finances. It's pretty obvious that our careers have a huge impact on our finances, but your finances can also have a huge effect on your career. And being financially stable gives you more options in your career and allows you to have a solid foundation to make choices from. That stability can make a huge difference if you need to leave a job you hate, take a career risk, or if you want to start your own business, speaking from personal experience. Plus, studies have shown that employees who are stressed out about their finances are less productive at work. And the more you stay on top of your finances, the less stress you will feel. And that is a win for your finances, career, and health. That's why on today's episode, we'll be discussing the most important career advice we've heard and four pieces of financial career advice that will empower you to make the best decisions for your career. And now this is The Females. As Kia mentioned, today we will be talking about important career advice related specifically to finances. But before we get into that, I was wondering if either of you have ever received a piece of career advice that was influential to you and your career path and what that piece of advice was. And it doesn't necessarily need to be financial. So, you know, when I was thinking about this, I was trying to think of something that a manager said, but 
you know, and I was going through all of my experiences really quickly. But I think the biggest, most influential career advice that I have heard or that comes to mind actually came from my dad. It was, we had a client that I was working in marketing still, and we had a client that had gone off of retainer and were pulling back pieces of their business and then decided to go project by project. And in my head, all I kept thinking was, okay, what's the use? Like, what's the point? Why am I bending over backwards for this. And, you know, after we got the news and, you know, after I kind of went down that rabbit hole, I was having a conversation with my dad and he's like, okay, here's what I'm going to say. If you're going to go down, go down swinging, because if anyone were to look at you or look at the situation and be like, well, she phoned it in, you know, if if they're thinking about who to get rid of, if they're going to downsize because of this, you know, this product or this client starting to pull away, you know, he was like, if you're tapping out before anything has happened, that could reflect poorly on you. So he was like, you know, if you're going to go down, just go down swinging. Like, don't let anyone be able to look at you and say that you gave up. Yeah, I think that's also great if you, you know, have put in your two weeks at a job, even if you are making these decisions to leave a position or company, it's like, try not to be checked out. Although sometimes it feels really (laughs) difficult, maybe you see the end in sight and you really want to leave. But I totally agree. It's like, why not just have the best foot forward during those times? Well, and you know, and I'll, sorry, Kaylin, one thing I wanted to say about that is that, you know, depending on your industry, the world can be really, really small. And so if you leave and you burn all sorts of bridges, that, I mean, that can hurt you in future roles. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's all I was going to say is that I love that. I feel like mine is is kind of similar in a way, but it's it's not um, necessarily related to leaving a job, though it could be. Um, and it was in my first job, uh, my boss, Kate Larkworthy, uh, told me, I think it was once I was coordinating something um, back and forth via email with someone, and then they said, oh, Kaylee never did this. And when you're 22 and someone says that to your boss, like, who's, whose side is you know, who mm-hmm. is everything going to fall on? So her advice mm-hmm. to me was to cover your ass. And basically that means like, if you ever say something on the phone, make sure you put it in an email, make sure there's a paper trail. And that is like the best advice I've ever gotten. Uh, and it's come in really handy, like many times mm-hmm. where, I mean, if push comes to shove, I will be the person who sends a screenshot of the thing that you said you didn't say. Oh. or the thing that you said that I didn't say that I'm like, I'll oh. give you like three chances and then the yeah. screenshot's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if anyone who's been in like an assistant role or like executive assistant role totally knows the benefit of this too, because it'll inherently fall on you somehow as like the coordinator, or the in-between person. And it's so satisfying if you're like, actually, here you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My career advice is more related to the interviewing process. And I don't think I have like a specific person that mentioned this to me, or maybe it's just from years of working at Career Contessa and having that advice around. But the idea that when you're interviewing, it's like very much dual-sided because I think whenever I was first entering the job market out of college, I was so nervous about like impressing the interviewer with like, all of my resume, all my accolades experiences, but I didn't really pay attention or was kind of like not even considering the stuff they would provide me or it just feels like 
they have all of the power in that situation. And I think when I reframe that mentality going into job interviews, phone interviews, whatever, it makes you just feel more confident too and not sweat it if you're like, oh, I blew something and whatever. But really it's like, oh, well, they weren't a good fit for me. So it doesn't matter if I impress them or if I'm the perfect candidate. It takes a lot of that pressure off of you. Because sometimes I think in an interview setting, you can you can be like, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And then, or at least from my experience, you'll go and you'll just kind of blank out and just, mm-hmm. I never asked that or I never asked that. I feel like with this, like having those f- like three or four questions that you're going to ask them, like these, these are like your non-negotiables basically. And if you have those ready and you know you're going to ask those, then you will. And, and you will like have that power if you, I, I guess, practice making sure like this is on my list of things to ask. Or it's not just, I'm going to be prepared to answer mm-hmm. what, what you're asking me. I, I'm I'm yeah. also going to be interviewing you, essentially. Yeah. yeah. You know, and exactly. I hear that, um, you know, when I coach people who are preparing for interviews, sometimes they want to be so scripted up in what they're going to say and, you know, have all these questions and all their responses to the questions. And to your point, Kayleen, when you like, yes, of course, you want to prepare for interviews, but over preparing you, if there's one little question that gets worded differently, that's not part of your Mm -hmm. script, you will blank out. You will completely blank out and freeze up and, um, you know, and really, potentially tank your interview. So prepare enough, but absolutely that that guidance is spot on to just have some things that you absolutely want to make sure that you get across or ask. And that way you'll have some flexibility um, depending on how the interview goes. And I think genuinely knowing the answers and not just reciting, yes. like you were saying, it, it kind of reminds me of like when you're pre- preparing for a school mm-hmm. exam or something, and then you have like, this photo memory of this page in a textbook, but then as soon as it, you need to apply it somehow, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, so I think, yeah, these are all great pieces of advice. But today specifically, I thought we would share four pieces of career advice that will empower you to make the best decisions for your career. And they're actually financial tips. So coming up, we'll hear those. I want to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Ember. You know what I hate? When you're sitting at your desk and your coffee gets cold before you even have a chance to drink it, and you end up having to constantly reheat it. That's where Ember comes in. Ember is a temperature control smart mug that keeps your coffee or tea hot until the very last sip. All you have to do is set your preferred drinking temperature with the Ember app, and your Ember mug will keep it there, ensuring a perfect, delicious sip each time. With a sleek design, Ember has a long-lasting built-in battery so you can sip your coffee in any room of the house without it getting cold. When you're ready to recharge, just place it on the included charging coaster. The Ember app will even notify you when your preferred drinking temperature is reached, so no more burning your mouth or running to the microwave when it gets cold. Ember is unlike other products on the market that just keep your beverage hot and most of the time too hot. Ember offers precision temperature control. It's also available in a 10-ounce, 14-ounce, and a travel mug. Also, Ember just released a stunning new rose gold edition to add to their metallic collection. The new mug is the perfect pop of color for any work-from-home setup and makes an ideal gift for any coffee or tea lover. The best part? You can use our code FEMALES for 10% off first-time purchases at ember.com. 
That's code FEMALES, F-E-M-A-I-L-S, for 10% off your first-time purchase at ember.com. Now let's get back to the show. Our first piece of advice is take stock. So this means it's time to gather all of your financial data in one place. Taking stock of your debt, loans, retirement savings, general savings, and long-term payments such as a car or mortgage. That way you know exactly how much money you owe, how much you have saved, and what your overall net worth is. Being aware of your financial situation can give you a realistic look at what your career options are. Do you need to find a higher paying job so you can pay down credit card bills before the interest gets out of control? Or can you afford to quit when your manager snubs you for a promotion again? So this is something that like, it's not fun to do necessarily (laughs) if you already feel that you have no control over your finances or if you feel like you're new to financial planning, but it's so important and it could be such a reality check Mm -hmm. for your career. I think this is potentially like the scariest step um, because you find out things that you maybe know to be true, but you just don't really want to face them. I related to myself uh, going to the dentist a couple weeks ago for the first time in a long time, (laughs) and I knew it was going to be bad, (laughs) and that's why I didn't go for so long, and it was so much worse Mm -hmm. than I (laughs) imagined it would be. And uh, yeah, it's it's hard to do, but, but then if you can like, Look at it all, do it, and then then from there you can you can really just like break things down and, and you can but you really do that first step will spurt yeah. 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 You know, yeah. as we were preparing for this, you know, I felt personally attacked looking at each of these tips, to be perfectly honest, because <laughs> it is hard. And you know, and I I remember when I was leaving my full time job to start the business that I have now and if I had done this level of preparation, things would have been dramatically different than they ended up being once I hit kind of like the six month mark. And so, you know, now when people come to me saying, okay, I'm just going to quit my job. And it's like, okay. So then I have to play a little bit of financial advisor and coach because it's like, don't do it. You know, don't do that Mm -hmm. until you know what you're dealing with, you know what your situation is, and you have a plan in place, which we'll be talking about in a minute. But, you know, just you have to do this step. It does hurt, but it's vitally important. And I think the way to do this is truly just going through all of your financial statements. You can use like a basic Excel sheet or whatever is comfortable to you, even if it's just like, I just have a list going of everything. It doesn't have to be super complex. However, it was best for you. That's the best way. Like that's however you can read it <laughs> efficiently um, is really important. And just just do it. Just, I don't know, may, maybe plan something really fun afterwards. Yeah. As a reward. Or do, some, or do something fun while you're doing this. My coach says that she yeah. will have a glass of champagne with her when she does it. Just so that she has something that <laughs> makes it fun. Okay, so I've already tipped my hat at the second piece of advice. But the second tip is to make a financial plan. Again, I am personally attacked on this. You may have already had a budget that you're working by for your living expenses, but it's really important to have some sort of budget for your savings goals. 
And to make this step easier, I actually recommend using some of Career Contessa's free downloadable resources. Uh, for instance, the Finance Freedom 101 e-guide. And in that guide, you will learn how to set up the appropriate checking and savings accounts, start financial planning for retirement, super important, and to set up an emergency fund, also super important, and talk finances with anyone and everyone. And, you know, this last piece about talking finances with everyone and anyone, this is important because I think, you know, for so long, I think we were all taught, no matter how old you are, that you just, you keep that private, right? But I think you often, when you do that, you feel like you're the only person who is struggling. You're the only person who has hit a hurdle. And so I think it is important to really normalize talking about your finances or just financial challenges or questions with the people who you can trust, right? So it may not be every single person, but being able to broach the subject with people who you trust with this information that you share. But it's important to, to not let this live in the dark. What do you guys think? I think also, I mean, these resources are a great start. Find The e-guide that Kia, you mentioned is really good. We also have one about budgeting for like mm-hmm. grocery store and like household items. And there's a couple of other, there's one on specifically how to save a thousand dollars. And those will all be really great beginner guides, I think. Um, but I will say if you feel like you want to talk to someone, I think look into fa- financial advisors. There's this thing where it feels like, oh, that's only if you're like super rich or you have to have like a consultant or a financial advisor that handles your money. But I think it's uh, really wise if you aren't at that point, but you're like, I just want professional advice on this to look into that because there's a lot of really great resources online now. But yeah, I think there is like this stigma against like, oh, I don't have enough money to even start taking this seriously. But that's not true. I think it'll only be easier for you as you continue to grow. And just it'll just be more organized from the beginning. It, it truly can be like, I mean, for building a savings, it could be like a dollar a day. And that seems like yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden it's a year and you have $360. And the next, I mean, you can start really, really small. And then another resource, and I know Lauren had him on the females maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago. I don't know about time. But um, Jesse Metchum from You Need a Budget. He had really like mm-hmm. really interesting advice about creating budgets and like this idea for like never spending money that was baby money. I forgot what the term was he used mm-hmm. for it, but it had to be 30 days old. Right. Mm. Yeah. It had to be in your account for 30 days before it's like mature enough to spend. And that was to me, um, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Sometimes money setting money goals is it just feels like this thing that I think we've been told time and time again that like you just don't get money. So and you like never will. So once you have enough money, you can trust someone else to to deal with it. But you can totally deal with small small amounts of money can be grown into bigger amounts of money. And it's just doing it. And it's rich that I'm giving this advice because I am also still pretty terrified of money. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm full disclosure in the very much the beginning stage. I feel like this past year is when I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to really understand finances. Mm. <laughs> yes. So our third tip is to fight for that raise. Now is as good a time as any to reevaluate your salary. Are you being paid what you deserve? Can you cover your living expenses without feeling like you're barely scraping by? If you think you're being underpaid and deserve a raise, don't be afraid to speak up and ask for your raise. The formula we use for asking for a raise is called the gimme. So G is for 
give your background info. I is for introduce why you're awesome. M is for make your case research-based. This is where all that research comes in. The other M is make the ask. And the E is end with a bang. Um, And I know, Kayleen, didn't we recently have an article about asking for a raise specifically during this like pandemic and I guess into this post-pandemic world where it feels a little bit uncomfortable to ask for a raise, even if you maybe do for one. Yeah, so I think we were getting, no, I know we were getting a lot of questions about, you know, I've been sitting around for a year and I've been doing really well and I, I took on all these other roles and I really do deserve a raise, but my company's saying, you know, we're still struggling and it's, it's balancing because one of like the top three pieces of advice you'll get when talking about asking for a raise is don't do it in a tough time. But what happens when tough times are spanning years and it's tough for you, the business is still surviving. And, and if your work is directly benefiting the company, then there's really no reason that you shouldn't at least start the research to ask for what you should be being paid. I think a lot of people absorbed a lot of jobs and, and, and made it work for their companies. So, you know, it's a year later, it's maybe time mm-hmm. for that reciprocation. Well, and, you know, the other thing, and we've talked about this in, um, I think, last week's episode, but, you know, you can always make your ask, but if you don't ask, the answer is always no, right? So regardless of what it looks like, and that can be part of your script. That can be part of your gimme script of, you know, acknowledging the tough time and just and being open in your ask, right? Like not having it be a hard ask of if I don't get this, then I'm leaving or, you know, whatever. Be willing to be flexible in the ask. But, you know, I think it's important to remember that. But if you don't ask, you're definitely not getting anything. Okay, so our fourth and final piece of advice is to stay motivated. Keeping up with your finances is hard, as we have already mentioned. And of course, savings goals can always be tricky to meet. So make sure you're keeping up with your new budget, payment plans, and goals by staying motivated. And you know, make a habit of doing a quick review of your spending and goal progress at the end of the month. I would even say um, that, you know, having this financial date with yourself at the end of every month, make it perhaps at the end of every week, right? I mean, get into the normal, regular habit of doing it. And that can, you know, kind of desensitize some of this hardness that we feel and the sensitivity that we feel. But at the very least, track your progress at the end of the month or make a financial date with yourself once a quarter to really dig deep. But at the end of the day, no matter what the cadence is, make it a habit of some sort. And as usual, January 1st is never a bad time to start this process over again, but you could also start tomorrow, right? You can always, (laughs) you can always begin again. But by then, your salary, debt, investment goals could have changed quite a bit if you do use the beginning of the year as your starting point. Mm -hmm. I think also this is a great way to catch any time you realize you're paying for something that you no longer use. I feel like that's like the worst feeling is when you're like, oh, I just got charged $300 for this annual subscription of like that I don't even remember what this is. So I think if you're just on track with so many subscription streaming services right now, make sure nothing slips through the cracks as well. And you're not unnecessarily paying for something that you don't want to be paying for. Right. Yeah. Putting those in your calendar is really helpful. Even if you, or if you're planning to 
cancel it or just, just I remember when I was younger, I had a GoDaddy account and another hosting and they always, the annual renewal always came at like the worst. Mm-hmm. Like I would have $10 in my bank account and then 99 <laughs> would go out and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, keeping track of those is huge. Yeah. And you know, and those companies are never going to reach out to you to say, oh, are you still using our service or do you have enough to cover the expenses this month? No, they're like, we're going to get our money (laughs) until you tell us to stop. It's also really satisfying on the other end is realizing how much you've saved. Like if you've been consistently saving, you can have this snapshot like comparison Mm -hmm. of like, oh, look, I didn't even notice. But by the end of this month, I've saved X amount of money. Mm -hmm. So it also is motivating in itself to just see that you're making progress towards your goal or maybe you're paying down a debt or something. And it just feels like you have a better control over the situation. To sort of add to that, like there are little ways that you could use technology to your advantage. I mean, I kept saying to my husband, I need to set up a savings for our son. I need to set it up. I need to set it up and and I'm not going to do it. Right. So I just said, oh, every day my bank account takes out five dollars and puts it into his savings account. So by the end of the year, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's a good amount of money. I don't know how much, (laughs) but that in 18 years, it's a lot of money, but $5 Mm -hmm. a day is, is, it's not a huge deal for me, but it's like, this was something I was probably literally not going to do till he was like 10. And then I'd be like, well, I just lost how many ever, how many days of $5 that I could have been saving. So it really is like, you could use technology to your advantage. You could almost make it like fun by mm-hmm. mixing it up, setting things up and taking a look at it. And you can just, you can really, really start so small. I mean, this isn't an app, but I've used Albert in the past, which is like an app that just you can create different savings goals. And it's, it's very basic, but it automatically withdraws money from your account and it never overdraws. Like it's not like every week the same amount. It analyzes how much you've spent that week and how much income you are getting that week. And then it allocates it to your different savings goals. So you can make like a savings that's just for like, you know, trip to Italy, like if you wanted to, or it could be like new phone, whatever it is that you want to do. And then it it just keeps track of everything. I think they also have a function of like, hey, here's how you've like, you've spent the most at this vendor this month. Like, is that normal? So you can be like, oh, shoot, no, I meant to cancel that or something. And I think they also give you a little end of the month report. And that's just like automatically generated. You don't have to even do much for it. So yeah, definitely there are so many apps out there that make this a lot easier. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review and you can even share future topics that you want us to cover. They really help our show ratings and that means The Females will get recommended more often to new listeners. As we mentioned in the episode, we have a script that will help you ask for a raise. It's called the Gibby script. We'll link to it in the show notes and we'll link to our Finance 101 e-guide as well. We also have an excellent resource for salary transparency called The Salary Project. In less than 10 minutes, you can access thousands of real salaries and see how yours compares. Everything's completely anonymous, but you'll be able to see how much people make in similar job positions in various cities. That's also linked in the show notes. And last but not least, if you notice that fear is blocking you from making any decisions that set you up for career success, please feel free to grab my mini course on overcoming fear. It's free. We've linked to this in the show notes as well. 